FM 1071. I, uh, I encourage everyone yeah. to uh, wear a mask when they're indoors yeah. in a crowded circumstance like we are right now. Yeah. Um, and unless you're eating or speaking in a microphone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> unless you're eating or speaking into the microphone, make sure your mask is on. But you know what you can't see on the radio? Is Joe Biden then turned on his heels once again without answering questions, left the room, no mask on. <laughs> Walked right on into the hallway, surrounded by a bunch of people, including Kamala, and down the hallway they went, and no mask on the boy. For real. For reals, it did happen. I watched you, moan to us. I saw that right there, Putin. 507, good morning. Trey Ware, KTSA, great to have you. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Hi, Elaine. Hello, Chris. Don's back. We're all here. 210-599-5555. So after that mumbling, stumbling, foolishness mess that we watched yesterday, did y'all carry it, Chris? Did you put it on the radio? No? Because he was late, right? Did he show up at 1045 like he's supposed to? No. Okay. So well, he never does. Uh, it's uh, You know what that is? That's just disrespectful. That's disrespectful to the media. It's disrespectful to the people of the country when you schedule. I will be there at a particular time, then you be there at a particular time. Donald Trump always was. It's just rude, and what it is is passive aggressiveness. I'm I'm the big guy. I'm in charge. He is the big guy, by the way. Miranda Devine in her new book. We're going to talk about this some. In fact, we're going to try to get the book and Miranda on the show very soon because it's the laptop from hell, and he is the big guy getting his 10% take out of China and the other places, according to the book. So we're definitely going to talk about that. But anyway... Uh, he leaves yesterday without a mask. It was mumbling. It was stumbling. It was just stupidity once again. Uh, I'll note this as well. A couple of times I saw him do these events yesterday. One was that speech, and the other one was a roundtable type deal he was having. And he he coughed all the way through it, guys. Coughed. All the way through it. Now, he's got... I don't know what it is where he scratches his face a bunch, you know, where he reaches up and he scratches and he scratches and you just watch him next time. Watch his mannerism. He just scratches his face, whatever. Uh, but he's coughing all the, incessantly now. He's just coughing. Remember when Hillary went through it? Well, this dude's going through it too. And he's just coughing all the time. And, uh, of course, now when you cough, everybody thinks, well, you got that COVID. Down here in Texas, you cough. Well, you got a bunch of that yellow fever or not yellow fever. You got yellow tree stuff in you, in your lungs juniper tree stuff in your lungs but up there what do you got especially when you're walking around without a mask and especially when right after that he was scheduled to give a speech on supply chains and they canceled it right before the speech was supposed to happen i do mean right before the speech was supposed to happen now we do know they put him to bed early in the white house we know that that they, you know, call a lid and they, uh, you know, go, J. Joe, <laughs> you know what you just did uh, out there? You just, we, we, you don't need to be in front of anybody. We all know he's not making the decisions. We all know he's not running the show. Uh, we all know unelected officials are running this, uh, are running the country right now, and they're running the country into the ground with their left-wing policies. Well, and they're not being honest with us about uh, who's in charge and who's making the decisions. And it's certainly not uh, not Joe Biden. Uh, when we mention Joe Biden, we're talking about a collective of of administration people who are running the country and ruining the country. So yesterday he had no energy. He was meandering in his thoughts, and he was coughing. So when it came time to have the speech on the uh, supply chain, they canceled it. According to the White House schedule, he was scheduled to speak on his administration's work to strengthen the nation's supply chains, lower everyday costs for families, and ensure that shelves were well-stocked for the holiday season. However, 15 minutes prior to the schedule remarks, the White House all of the sudden said, Joe will not be speaking, Joe will not be speaking. By the way, he has no success to tout on COVID-19 or Omicron or anything else. These are the facts and these are the numbers about his failure with COVID-19. As of today, about 82% of the entire adult population of the United States has received a COVID shot. That's more than 232 million Americans that have been vaccinated. It is the largest inoculation campaign in our history and the largest of any 
civilized nation or uncivilized nation on the planet. And you hear a lot about people who have resisted the shot, but most people haven't. In fact, there are more Americans that have received the COVID vaccine than have a job or own a car speaking English as a first language. More than 82% of adult Americans are, are vaccinated. Pretty much everybody's had the shot. We did what we were asked to do. We achieved universal vaccination. These numbers have never been seen before. So what are the results? More Americans have died from COVID in 2021 than died in all of 2020 before there was a shot. There were 362,000 deaths from COVID last year. And if you remember during the campaign, we heard from Joe and other Democrats and Democrats in the media, MSNBC liars, over and over again, that number of 362,000, it's way too high. If I'm president, we're going to cut that number. We're going to get this under control. People will not die in the future from this. So far this year, with two months to go remaining in the year, there have been 414,000 deaths in the United States. Overall, the United States has the highest number of COVID deaths of any country on the planet by far. We gave up everything to fight COVID. We gave up our economy, our culture, our health, our children. We literally stopped educating our children. We did all of this to lower COVID deaths, and yet COVID deaths skyrocketed during the Biden administration. I'm not talking about a little tick. I'm talking about up dramatically. The greatest public policy failure of all time. And Joe's answer, well, it's you MAGA people who won't get vaccinated. You're the one who's killing everybody. Tony Fauci, Rachel Walensky, the same thing. And now that there's this new variant out there, which according to the doctor who worked on it down in South Africa has very mild symptoms, the, Joe Biden's answer yesterday when asked about this was, well, put a mask on and get your third shot. Is the third shot going to work? We don't know. Is it going to be effective against the new uh, variant? We don't know, but get it anyway. And that's why we now see, after his criminal activity, in my view, of putting in this mandate, which to me it was just criminal. To me it was a violation of the Constitution. To me it was a violation of personal privacy and rights when he put the mandates in place. And U.S. District Judge Matthew Shelp yesterday blocked the vaccine mandate for health care workers in 10 states. Problem is, how many, how many unwillingly had to take the shot to keep their job, and how many actually lost their job? 10 states, Alaska, Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, New Hampshire, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, they all sued the Biden administration, and yesterday the judge ruled in their favor. Said the rule, said the order, exceeded Biden's authority. No joke, Sherlock. He doesn't have the authority. I told you that. He does not have the authority to tell you you have to put this stuff into your body. Quote, this is from the, the ruling from the judge. Congress did not clearly authorize CMS to enact this politically and economically vast federalism-altering and boundary-pushing mandate which Supreme Court precedent requires. Did you hear that? Weeks ago, when I went through this, I, I said those exact points. Congress didn't authorize this. The president may not make a law. Congress has to make the law. It's all political, political uh, motivated. It ends federalism, which is we, the states, are in control of our futures. And boundary-pushing mandate, which the Supreme Court precedent requires. The Supreme Court already ruled on a number of occasions that he could not do this. And in San Diego, the student vaccine mandate was blocked by the Ninth Circuit out in San Diego yesterday. So the law is clearly against these mandates. The law has always clearly been against these mandates. And yet we have people who have lost their jobs at this point because they refused them. Uh, yesterday, the Marine Corps announced that they have reached their deadline with thousands of Marines yet to be uh, vaccinated. 9,000 or more active-duty Marines have not been vaccinated as of yesterday. It is unclear as to what is going to happen 
next with all of that. 210-599-5555. All a Build Back Better legislation. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the infrastructure plan and who's going to hit the road together to go out and sell the infrastructure plan. It's coming up. 522, Trey Ware, KTSA. Don Morgan sitting over there. 210-599-5555. I'm just kind of perusing some of the other stories that are out there, too. Right. And one of them says here, scientists build first living robots that reproduce on their own. That can't be good. How is that even possible? Well, I'm not real sure. I, I, I've i got to do some more digging into the story to try to find out what they do to do it. But, uh, yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, in a breakthrough for regenerative medicine, scientists have created the first ever living robot that can reproduce. They're millimeter-sized living machines called xenobots. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're not traditional robots nor a species of an animal, but living programmable uh, organisms made from frog cells. Frog cells. Oh. <laughs> And the computer designed organism. I almost said computer designed or, orgasms. That's organisms created by a U.S. team gather single cells inside a Pac-Man shaped mouth, and they release babies that look like their parents. This is weird. That's real weird. And uh, self-replicating living bio robots could enable more direct, personalized drug treatment for traumatic injury, birth defects, cancer, aging, and so much more. I I read about this. What was the name of that book? It it was like 10 years ago or so, something about nanobots. And it It started... Naughty nanobots, apparently. Yeah, yes, and and it started... (laughs) Right. It started out by... (laughs) Did you hear that? I did. Okay. It started out by... uh, They would release them inside of bodies to go in and like attack cancer, you know, fix whatever's wrong inside the body. But then the nanobots started to think on their own and started to take over the human beings and Uh started to use the human beings against other... Oh, yeah. Wow. So it was a you know kind of a sci-fi thing, but uh, I remember reading that a long time ago. Well, apparently it's true. Apparently it's happening. So that's there you go. Frightening. Yeah. That's a little weird. Uh, bizarre moment. Woman is arrested in Los Angeles after running onto the tarmac to flag down an airplane. I was trying to hitch a ride? Yeah. Okay. That's also a bad idea. Yep. Um, at LAX, you know, one of the world's busiest. She decides she, that's the one, and uh, I'm going to ride that one. So she opens 12B at the Southwest Gate mm-hmm. and runs down the stairs and out onto the tarmac and is chasing an airplane that is about to take off. And she's waving at it to stop so she can get on. I've got a feeling she's got other issues in her life. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think a plane ride is a <laughs> the most next order thing. of business at this point. Uh, shocked she's going to get a ride, all right. Yeah, she, yeah. she got one straight over there yep. in a nice white jacket. Uh, shocked passengers looked on from the terminal building. I bet they were. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not something you see every day. <laughs> oh. Eating my Chick Fil A and look yeah. at that. They must be filming a movie. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know that's probably true, right? That's what you know. If you're in Los Angeles there you and go. you see something like that, you're you're going to assume they're filming a movie. What was surprising to me about the story was it took a long time before police were on the scene at the Southwest Airlines terminal. Mm. That bothers me a little bit, being a traveler, because if something like that happens, let's just say bomb strapped to her or something. I don't, right. you know, not yeah. that that was the case here, but sure. you know something. Like that. Why did it take so doggone long for the cops to get over there? That's what I want to know. Traffic. Yeah, probably Los Angeles traffic. (laughs) Yeah, uh, let's see here. The police were searching her belongings. I'm looking at the video of them searching her belongings, I guess, to look for something that Mm -hmm. might be like that. Uh, She got extremely close to the waiting aircraft uh, and was pulled away and pushed back by a man who was working down on on the tarmac. I don't know. I who knows. Right. People are wound up type. I wonder where she was doesn't trying say. so hard to get to. It doesn't say. It doesn't say anything about after they hauled her away, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're coming to take me away. He he ha ha was the last thing. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing they, they heard from her. Oh, so she probably woke up in a different place this morning, yeah, I would probably. imagine. A different wardrobe. <laughs> Can we give you this injection, man? Oh man. Yeah, that's frightening. 
Really? How did she get that far? Well, see, that, you know, that's what I want to know. Yeah, that's. I thought there were all these safeguards in place <laughs> to prevent that from happening. Hello. She just runs down on there. Yes. Sticks yes. her thumb out and tries to hitch a ride. Yes. And it took a long time, the story says, for the police to arrive. And so I'm just curious as to how she was able to get down mm-hmm. the steps at LAX of all places. Right, yeah. You'd think they'd be a little more heightened and a little more secure over there. They're a little too lax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go already. <laughs> well, it didn't take him long. No. Uh, what was it we were talking about yesterday? The uh, oh, the, the 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 Notre Dame Cathedral is all going all woke, mm-hmm. and they're putting in all this new age stuff in there. And they're going to put a swimming pool. What did you call it? I forget what you called it. It was something about a swimming pool. Anyway, it was it, he he was on it yesterday. One day back, quasi moto, quasi moto, quasi moto. He said yesterday. That's what it was. It got us all awoke. Which we weren't very much coming back, you know, after a yeah. holiday. So they're putting a swimming pool into the cathedral. Well, they're gonna, they're, they're. That's one of the plans. They haven't finalized the swimming pool part, mm-hmm. but they're gonna have these little. They're taking out the confessional booths. It's Catholic Church, right? right. They're taking out confessional booths, <laughs> uh, and they're putting in these uh, places. If you're triggered, that you can go think about being triggered. If you're triggered, in uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, basically they're turning Notre Dame into a big woke castle. Oh. For those who are, right. you know, um, upset, you have a place to go think about your upsetness. Um, you'll have a, a contemporary art, maybe even some blow art from from Hunter on the wall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's who bought it. <laughs> Stuff like that that's going in over there at Notre Dame. Wow. And uh, Chris just had line after line about I'm quasi. Sure he did. <laughs> ringing the bell and all this oh, other stuff. Quasimodo. It's <laughs> <laughs> so the way to start today. Yeah. That's what we call the morning news right there. Quick break. Coming right back. Hey, this is David Van Camp. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Yes, for now, yes. Why is that? Well, because we're able to, if people are vaccinated and wear their masks, there's no need for lockdown. Yeah, okay. The president said yesterday that vaccines for COVID and boosters for COVID are the new norm, that you're stuck with this now the rest of your life. Get it? Stuck with it? All right, whatever. Uh, 537 now, 210-599-5555. I'm just curious um, with Omicron, Omicron, whatever you call it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, okay? It's everywhere. I'm, I'm looking right now at three different, four different news sources right now, and they're all talking about Omicron, 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 Omicron. And the president says, go get another shot and mask up. Unless you're eating or talking into a microphone, wear a mask. That's what he said. This is coming from a guy who, in 50 years in politics, has gotten every single thing wrong. From going to the funeral and speaking at the funeral of Grand Dragon Wizard of the KKK, this is my good friend, to uh, doing the Anita Anita Hill thing against Clarence Thomas, which was all a bunch of made-up bunk. And and a, what did he call it, a modern-day lynching? Isn't that what Clarence Thomas called it? To recent memory, Afghanistan, you remember that? To everything this man touches turns to a pile of, you know, and uh, now he's telling us, well, you go, 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 go get a vax, go get a, go get a booster, go get a vax, go get a booster, wear a mask unless you're eating or talking into a microphone. No, no, sorry, Charlie. Anything that do- Joe Biden tells you to do, do the opposite. He's got the border all wrong. He's got the economy all wrong. And I just cited for you in the last half hour, if you're just now a 530 waker upper, in the last half hour, how he's totally screwed up the COVID response and more people are dying under his watch than ever died under Donald Trump's watch. Think about that for a minute. Donald Trump had the worst part of it. He had the beginning of the pandemic when it was its strongest and we had no therapeutics. In other words, we had the therapy for it. The ways of keeping people alive was nil at the time. If you remember, uh, Barack Obama ruined the supply chain of all the uh, ventilators and everything. We had to make them. We had to make them. Because they were all gone. We didn't have any PPE. It was all gone. Because Obama didn't restock. And Donald Trump started with ground zero. 
And he had a total of 362,000 deaths. So far this year, under Joe Biden's watch, we've had 414,000 deaths with COVID. And, and people are getting sick. So uh, I don't want to hear what Joe Biden has to say about what we ought to be doing with COVID. I'm, I'm not that interested. Maybe you are. 210-599-5555. I, I just don't think that the American people really are that interested in another lockdown and another mask phase. When you look at a state like Florida... That is on fire economically. No lockdowns, no mask mandates, no nothing. Travel is wide open to Florida. Their numbers have gone through the roof. Ron DeSantis has managed this perfectly, perfectly well. And they are rocking. New businesses have been opening and thriving in Florida. The travel business is on fire in Florida. And not only domestic travel, but international travel is wide open in Florida. And people are coming from all over the world to the beaches of Florida. And they're funding these new businesses. And guess what? Their infection and hospital rates are plummeting every week, going down 53% per week is what they're seeing in hospitalization rates going down week by week by week by week. It's dropping off the charts. And with Omicron coming along and being very mild, by the way, as all reports are wherever it's been, it lasts for a couple of days and you feel like, eh, I don't feel all that great. Kind of like, you know, you know, twice a year when those who deal with allergies in a huge way here, twice a year, you just barely can get out of bed, you know, I just don't feel good. That's what they say this Omicron is like. Yet, they are everywhere trying to scare you to death with, you need to do this, you know, go, go, go get another shot, go get another shot, go do another. And, and this is actually the way viruses work. They hit strong. They hit powerful at first. And then they mutate into something that turns out to be basically a cold. Basically. I mean, we're still living with the Spanish flu, guys, from 1917. It's still out there, but it's a pimple. There's nothing to it. And that's what this thing is doing. And the good news is, apparently with this thing, and of course we're gonna, we'll know more as time goes on, but apparently the good news with this is it mutated into that soft virus, as they call it, real quick. I mean, you know. Relatively speaking, uh, for all of us, it was a lo- very long period of time. But if that's what this Omicron is, if it is the transitioning of this into a cold, like, oh, I got a cold, I feel kind of crappy for a couple of days, that's good news. This is not something to be, uh, you know, freaked out about, having press conferences about, and telling people to go back into lockdowns. Like in New York, they canceled. In New York, they canceled all elective surgeries up there. Can't, can't go get elective surgery now because Omicron is coming. Not one case of Omicron in in uh, New York, but yet they're altering everybody's lives and wanting to lock them down again. I'm not going to do it. What do you What do you say? Uh, are, are you going to take another shot? Uh, uh, no, no, no. I, <laughs> are you going to take another booster shot? Uh, are you listening? Are you going to be masked up everywhere that you go, except for when you're eating or talking into a microphone, which was the instruction from President Biden yesterday? Just just how how much are you going to alter your life? What about travel plans for the holidays? Have you thought about that? A lot of people have. Our travel company is getting a lot of requests about that. All right, what's going to be going on, man? Am I going to be able to go here? Am I going to be able to go there? Well, what do you what do you want to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to continue on with your life as normal? I am. I have absolutely zero, I have negative zero in my head about making any changes to my life because this government under Joe Biden has so terribly mishandled everything that they have done is trying to tell me that I got to button it up again, button it up again. Oh, no, I don't have to do anything. 210-599-5555. Tell me what you think. We'll take your calls. God bless America. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. France detecting its first case of the Omicron variant on the French island territory of La Réunion in the Indian Ocean. Japan also confirming the new variant was found in a visitor who recently arrived from Namibia. Japan now banning all foreign visitors from entering the country. A 14-year-old said he had such a cute smile. 
That's what she says. Michael Jackson? Yeah, yeah. he had such a cute smile. He was a cute kid back in the day. Yeah, he was back yeah. in the day, and then weird stuff started yeah, to happen. Yeah, they got hooked on plastic surgery, among other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah among other things. Exactly right, yeah. Remember the Eddie Murphy bit? Michael Jackson's a good-looking fellow, but not the most masculine guy. Right, in the world. right, <laughs> right, right. And that profile, man, that'll get you every oh, time. Man. You know, tragic. That's awful. And uh, you know, well, a lot of people have had it because if you've had, you know, the look, <laughs> if right. you've had to check, yeah, then they have uh, given you that to go to sleep. More than likely, that's what they've right. given you. That's what they use in the uh, in the check, the cheek check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a great sleep. Yeah. You know, you wake up 20 minutes later and you feel like you've been sleeping all day. Feel really good. You can see how somebody could fall in love right. with that stuff, but oh no. Years ago my dad was in a was in a real bad accident and they had to keep him in this drug-induced coma for the better part of 3 weeks Ooh. or whatever. And that's what they were giving oh, him were they? help. Yeah. And so the nurse came in one day and I asked, "What are what is it that you're giving him in the IV?" And she says, "Well, it's Propofil, but we call it milk of amnesia. There you go. <laughs> milk of amnesia. That's exactly what it is. Hey, how about Chris Cuomo? That guy could be. I, I, well, we'll see how much trouble he's going to be in because yeah. it is CNN after all, right? And so they allow the, the, you know their guys right. to do whatever they want to. But yeah, I, I mean, if it, he's getting those ratings, if it wasn't anybody know, else, yeah. well, he's not getting that either. Well, okay, then <laughs> I guess he may be in some trouble. You know? <laughs> so what we're talking about is uh, it came out yesterday because the text messages and the emails and stuff were released by the attorney general that's looking into the governor's case former governor's case out there of sexual harassment fondling women and kissing women and all that other stuff and um it, it, a bunch of text messages and stuff came out that his brother chris over at cnn had been advising him all along the way had written a statement for him, a complete statement for him to read on the air so you know that that really is beyond uh, ethical guidelines. Even if it is your brother, you're still supposed to maintain ethics and whatever. And it was beyond the, the pale. But here's where it really gets nasty. Apparently, allegedly, Chris was using his media contacts and sources with inside of I don't know within of wherever. I, I, who who knows governmental agencies or I I don't know. But he was using his sources. To look into the backgrounds of, allegedly, uh, look into the backgrounds of the women who were accusing his brother of sexual harassment. Oh, that's that's not good. So that's, why a, that's a bad look for Chris Cuomo. Well, if that's the case, his butt needs to be canned like yeah, ASAP. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And uh, it, it, it should have been canned anyway. He was accused of sexual harassment, too, remember? Right. And um, and the fact that he was covering for his brother all that time, and you know, having his brother on and pumping him up as the greatest thing since sliced bread concerning COVID and all that, when old people were dying because of the governor's decisions, you know, uh, Chris was doing all he could to keep his brother uh, in the uh, in the most powerful position in New York, and and had dreams of the white house you know that was the whole plan well that you know there was some talk going on oh yeah when he was on tv on a regular basis you, you bet know, that he could be a late addition to all of you this. bet absolutely well you know nirenberg was using it here because he wanted to be governor and the same thing was going on with with cuomo up there well uh chris cuomo now digging for dirt uh, allegedly supposedly according to some of these accounts now that are out in the media on these accusers that's a that's a that 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 goes lower than the lowest of low when you're in the media and you've got a brother who is in some sort of trouble for uh, allegedly keeping his paws on women and not taking them off of women, and, hey, you want to play some strip poker, you know, that kind of stuff is what he would say to them, uh, and then kissing them and booty grabbing and all the other stuff that's been alleged at this point. Again, I'll say it's all alleged at this point, but that's what's going on in the investigation. But if Chris was aiding his brother, and apparently these, these text messages are saying that, he was getting... These text messages from his brother's closest confidant, advisor, and she would send him a thing and say, "Hey, uh, what's the story on what's her name, and uh, you know how big is this thing going to be?" And then they went after uh, what's his name, Rowan. Um, they went after the big uh, um, media guy who was going to write a piece about it. Oh, Farrow, Rowan Farrow. Yeah, that's who it was, Rowan Farrow. And, uh, they, you know, he was going to write a piece about it, and she said, she, you know, buzzed him up on the text and said, what's the deal on the piece, and uh, what do you know about it, and, you know, can we can it, or whatever, whatever this conversation was about. Right. 
So a lot of that was going on. It was real hot between the Como boys and all the text messages and emails and everything that was flying around. Well, CNN had to put out a response yesterday. It was very tepid. We will be having conversations and seeking additional clarity about their significance as they relate to CNN over the next several days, which means we're hoping that this is all going to die down and nothing comes of it. Mm-hmm. So, Sensitivity training for Fredo? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. Fredo needs some sensitivity training, does he not? So... Anyway, you know, the, the, the whole family's been in politics, and they're well-connected for a long time. It's like the mm-hmm. Edwards family over in Louisiana, you know, the yeah. whole thing, or the Daly family in Chicago. Uh, the Cuomo family in New York is the same way. So you would expect that there would be some uh, back and forth. But if it's true that he was digging into what was going on with his accusers, using his, uh, his brother's accusers, using his contacts at these various agencies and organizations, Kip, you're out. You're gone. I wouldn't stand five seconds of that. Most wouldn't. Yeah, you know, I would. I would hope. Right. Um, you know, and and even it, it's probably one of those situations where it may be best to you know, put them on the sidelines until all this uh, can be investigated thoroughly and they come to a conclusion. But if they keep pushing them in front of the camera, it just going to keep coming up yeah well and you know cnn is not doing anything anyway their he'll, ratings are terrible he'll right. not get COVID again well that's right <laughs> <laughs> just go hide in the basement like the time you fake you know, COVID. you know that's exactly but you know chris that's exactly what somebody like him would do in order yeah. to rehabilitate even if it wasn't true you know i'd be like oh i got COVID again and uh, you get all the sympathy the cuomo variant yeah the cuomo <laughs> variant <laughs> Paul McQuan. Paul McQuan. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder what would be in the shot to fix you, protect you from the Cuomo variant. I don't want to know. <laughs> Back in just a minute. National public health experts uh, from the CDC and others. Uh, <laughs> listening to Jen Saki to start my day. It's successful. Um, unless you're eating or speaking at the microphone. Right. Right, that's right. You got to wear a mask. Are, are you concerned at all about the commander in chief? Are you com- are you concerned about this dude supposedly running the country? I don't. I don't think he's running the country. Number one, I never have. Um, but have you checked him out lately, Chris? Do that again, because maybe people have missed the speech from yesterday. Missed hearing how dazed, confused mumbling and stumbling and coughing this guy was yesterday. I, uh, I encourage everyone to uh, wear a mask when they're indoors in a crowded circumstance like we are right now. Um, and unless you're eating or speaking at a microphone. Thanks. And there he goes. He's walking away. Walks out into the hallway. A bunch of people in the hallway at the White House. And he's not wearing a mask. <laughs> really, seriously. Democrats, you really think this dude's on the ball? You really think he's got his stuff together and he's really like in charge and making the decisions and running stuff? Wear your mask instead when you're eating or talking into a microphone. And then he turns around and leaves and walks into a hallway without his mask on not a mask to be found he actually uh i won't say stumbles but you know he he's he's not walking right either something not right here folks 210-599-5555 um you know i always add, and i don't anticipate that i'm ever going to hear from democrats every once in a while i have somebody call that say is they're a democrat and they just want to scream at me about my thoughts about joe biden but I, I never get to hear from you democrats what you think about joe biden I know what you think about me. What do you think about Joe Biden? That's what I want to know. If you guys think he's really, like, healthy, because I don't think he is. I really do not believe the man is healthy. And neither does a guy by the name of Putin, and neither does a guy by the name of Xi believe that he's healthy. And uh, it's a bad thing. We, it's, it's really a, a bad thing. So yesterday he said, get, a, get your booster, get another shot, do more shots. we got to have more shots. Which on a Saturday, I know people that that's the way they live from shot to shot, but th- this is a different thing. And now the guy, the head of Moderna, 
is saying that his shot is the Moderna shot is definitely going to lose its effectiveness with the new Omicron variant. All right. But what we're learning about the Omicron variant is it's kind of like the cold. You feel kind of crappy for a couple of days and then everything's okay after that. You just got, uh, yeah, for a couple of days and that's it. So what they say is if that's the case, what they tell us in my reading and research is that this thing has moved into the less uh, harmful phase more quickly than just about any other virus that we have seen. And uh, this is the normal course of viruses. Uh, I think they said there's like, and I, I don't want to get all weedy here, but 32 spike proteins on it. And uh, the more variants and spike proteins that are on a variant, then the, the, the softer it becomes over time. And it just basically becomes a, a cold. And you're dealing with maybe a runny nose or, you know, tiredness and whatever for a couple of days. And then you're uh, out on your own. It's certainly, it, you know, it's it's not anything that would cause such alarm that people should be canceling trips, should be modifying their lives right now. Uh, this is the time to carry on. So good news for those of you who are in the healthcare industry who have called before and said you're dealing with whether or not to get the shot. A judge, U.S. District Judge Matthew Shelp yesterday, blocked the Biden vaccine mandate for healthcare workers. So where you have been struggling, in fact, a guy called yesterday and said he was struggling with it. What do I do? And I'm in the healthcare industry. Well, now you have your answer. It has been blocked. Uh, they, they ruled the same thing that I said at the very beginning. Basically, the president has no authority and the Supreme Court has said the president has no authority to force you to put something into your body. Congress did not make a law. The president may not make a law constitutionally. This is basically what the ruling said yesterday. And since Congress didn't make a law and the president can't make a law, then this this has been stayed. We're putting it on the side. OSHA announced that it was suspending the enforcement of the uh, vaccine mandate for private employers. Uh, that, that was last week while we were on vacation. Um, they suspended it, and uh, and they're not forcing it anymore much to Biden's chagrin because he wants them to still be able to force you to take this vaccine, but even a judge says, uh, no, can't do it. So this is an interesting little take here. Kamala Harris and Pete Buttigieg, Pete Booty, are going to take a trip to promote infrastructure together. They're hitting the road together. You don't see anything uh, that's interesting about this, do you? Uh, Let's see how they perform on the road together. Let's see what the optics are on the road together. Let's see how the audience, namely Democrats, accept them on the road together. Let's put them out to push this infrastructure. First off, first first stop is going to be uh, North Carolina, and uh, then they'll you know take on cities after that as the two of them are going out. Isn't it interesting, number one, that Joe Biden's not going out to push his infrastructure bill that he signed on November 15th? He's not the one going out. Kamala and Pete Booty are going out. That's that's pretty interesting. I think what they're doing is they're running a test here. This is a focus group to see how these two look together and how they play well or not play well together in front of other folks to see if they're going to run these two or maybe replace Joe Biden after the midterms. The Hill newspaper, which is a left-wing newspaper, reporting yesterday that Democrats now that basically run the show behind the scenes are weighing whether to bench Joe Biden if the 2022 midterms overwhelm his sinking agenda. Right now, according to the left-wing NPR Marist poll, his approval rating is only 42%. That's in there. That's being boosted by them because they're a left-wing poll. They're trying to artificially inflate him, and he's still at 42%. Most other polls have him down in the 30s somewhere with approval rating. And when you put the polls together, uh, like they do over at Real Clear Politics, he's way down in the 30s. So he's averaging somewhere in the 36% approval rating, and Democrats are looking at getting rid of him. That's why I think Kamala and Pete Booty are going out together face-to-face meanwhile they're looking at losing more democrats 18 total democrats have so far abandoned the house that's more than triple the gop needs to win back the majority they need a a number of net five to take back the majority in the house 
And the word is in D.C., more defections, more Democrat defections are to come. Yeah, they, they see the bloodbath that's coming in uh, in the midterms, and they want no part of it. 615, Trey Ware, KTSA, for friends at Amogee Bank, the bank, the, the family bank that is all about your family. Whether it's your personal, private family banking that you need a bank for, Amogee can take care of all of that for you. Whether it's a refi on your current mortgage, whether it's a first-time mortgage, whether it's a car loan, whether it's a home improvement loan, you're looking to make changes there at the house, well, Amogee can help you with all of that, too. They can also keep your money safe and help it grow, too. They've got tools to be able to do that. And, of course, all the accounts, if you're looking for a checking account or a card account or money markets or whatever, Amogee can do all that for you at Amogee Bank. And when it comes to family-run businesses, you know that we have one, and, and I talk about it frequently because they have been so helpful to me and advice. I, their advice is amazing. That's one of the reasons I really like to talk to you about Amogee and what they can do for a family-run business because they've got business bankers over there that understand family businesses, whether it's just you and a couple of other folks or you might have a multinational corporation. Amogee has answers for you. Amogee has the funding to do whatever your family-run business wants to do or needs to do and to be all the success that you can be. That's Amogee NA, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 616 of the AccuWeather forecast, more sun than clouds. Going to be around today with a high about 72, partly cloudy tonight. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy in the morning, then sun and clouds in the afternoon with a high near 74. And on Thursday, it'll be nice. Clouds, some sun, and 77. Morphed into an even shorter version of Benito Mussolini. <laughs> Uh, you know, Tucker, it's, last night, it's great, Don, it's great, because last night Tucker not only said that, but he said, look at him. He started out with, you know, buttons and uh, was, you know, he'd wear the white lab coat and all that kind of stuff, and he just kind of had his opinions about, you know, where everything was going. And he would actually look at the numbers and tell you what the numbers, and we're doing research and all that. And now, as we mentioned yesterday, he got the LASIK done. He doesn't wear the glasses anymore. He's got the hot-looking suits, and he is science. That's what he said. I am science. Oh. Which Rand Paul just punched him in the mouth again yesterday when Rand Paul says, that's like the medieval church, isn't it? You know, <laughs> you know you're thinking that you're science. Give me a break. So it's great. He, he really has. He looks like Mussolini. He's acting like it, too. <laughs> he looks like Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> he acts like Mussolini. Right. He talks like Mussolini. I just, you know, Tucker's just absolutely great. He really is awesome. I'm waiting for him to come out in, like, a too tight T-shirt and skinny jeans. It'll happen. You know? It'll happen. <laughs> and do you remember when he threw the baseball out last year at the Nationals game and how it flew all the way over to, like, you know, Pittsburgh? It just it was terrible. It went immediately to the left. It didn't even get near the plate. It wasn't even in that direction. It just went to the left. Right. So, anyway. Uh, this Marilyn Manson thing, that's kind of weird, don't you think? Just a little bit. He's a weird guy. Well, he always has been, right? Yeah. Uh, Marilyn Manson, a, a rock musician, and a cop showed up at his house yesterday, uh, the L.A. County Sheriff's Department, and Brian was not home. That's his real name. He wasn't there, but they went looking around because uh, apparently, I didn't know the number. Did you say 16 or 14 women have accused him? Something 15, like that. 15. 15. Well, right. it's in between 14 yeah, and 16. You were in the ballpark. I was. You were closer than Fauci. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Game of Thrones actress uh, Esme Bianco. Uh, she sued him for sexual assault, trafficking, and abuse. Evan Rachel Wood is probably the biggest name. Mm -hmm. She uh, accused him of abuse and grooming. His former assistant, Ashley Walters, sued him for sexual assault, battery, and harassment. There was another Jane Doe lawsuit that sued him for raping her, for degrading her sex sexual acts of uh, exploitation, manipulation, psychological abuse. And we had the story not that long ago that he had reportedly all this is alleged because he denies it all a bad girl's room in his home where he would lock the girls it was a soundproof room that he had used for recordings so which you know mm -hmm. you have right. those and they, he would lock the girls in there if they were being bad girls and mm -hmm. they couldn't get out right so he seems like he could be in a little bit of trouble you know as disturbing as all of that is considering who we're talking about I can't say that I'm surprised. Well, that's exactly that was about, my, the, about these allegations. That was my yeah. reaction. Well, you know, what my yeah. first reaction was my first reaction was, well, it's him. Yeah, 
you know? Right. Which is not the correct reaction. The reaction ought to be, give it, how awful this is. And that's that's true. That's how I yeah. feel. You know, we're talking about accused rape. And, had it been somebody know. who hasn't exhibited a lifetime of bizarre behavior. Right. <laughs> it might be might be different. Right. You know, and how much of that behavior has really been like theatrics and how much is the real Brian Warner, you know? Right, yeah. But uh, apparently a lot of weird stuff. It sounds it. Yeah. It's going to be a long time before this is all flushed. Well, out, so. you know, I was, the other thought I had too was had this happened two years ago when we were in the middle of all the Me Too stuff, it would have already been done, mm-hmm. wrapped up. He would have been on trial already or whatever was going to happen with it. Right. Now things have kind of slowed down in that realm, but it looks like the prosecutors are trying to put together a case of some kind. Yeah. So they went busted in there with a with a search warrant, and they went through a lot. I'm told is what the news account says. Mm-hmm. They walked out with uh, you know computers and stuff like yeah, that. Hard well, drives, yeah, they, hard drives. Yeah, they had to draw straws to see who was going to get stuck going in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Isn't that true? Who I'm would want to go in there. that place? I wouldn't want to go in there. <laughs> Who's up to date on their tetanus shots? Let's yeah. see you go in. That's first. exactly right. You talk about wearing a mask. Right. You wear a hazmat suit yeah. going in that place, fellas. What is that? What is that? What is that? Is that blood on the wall? I mean, what is that? Even the most ardent anti-masker would be like, yeah, I'm going to mask up for this. I think one. I'm going to put it on yeah, for this no one. Problem. Yeah. I think too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, parade suspect. Uh, the guy who's alleged to have driven over a bunch of people in the parade in, in Wisconsin. His attorney said yesterday, I want nothing to do with this case, so please get me off of this case, said to the judge. So we'll mm. see if the judge is going to let him off. Right. Uh, but Was this the attorney that was provided to him by the court because he no, couldn't afford one? Or? Apparently, well, this guy has you know such a rap sheet, right? This Daryl Brooks guy mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, he's got open cases in Milwaukee, multiple charges against him, including one for allegedly shooting at and missing his nephew, another for driving his, his SUV over the mother of his child, uh, a sixth charge of first-degree intentional homicide. Uh, 1999, he pled guilty to felony battery. Uh, in Nevada, they placed him on their sex offender registry. He impregnated a 15-year-old girl. Still has an active warrant for bail jumping on another sex crime charge. Two opening fel- felony cases in Milwaukee, in addition to dozens of other charges in multiple states, ranging from domestic violence to weapons possession charges. Arrested in Georgia for beating up the mother of one of his children five months before he allegedly ran the same woman over with his car. Uh... Bottom line to this guy, you know, if all this is true, and these other cases apparently are, obviously, and we have to say alleged because of legality and all that, mm-hmm. this guy just, you know, pond, below Ponscom, he's horrible, horrible human being. But this is an indictment of this whole reforming of the bail system, right? Right. That we've seen go on in the country now for the past several years. Well, let's let them out with no bail. They can just walk. We got another guy in New York. New York City man arrested for allegedly robbing a woman at night point in the subway on November 22nd, released hours later without bail, and seven hours later went back and stole an iPhone from another woman wielding a knife at her. Mm. So this whole idea, this lunacy of we're going to reform the bail system by going to zero bail and allowing these guys back out on, on the street results in more crime. We know that as a fact. There's no reason and no, it's not necessary to reform the bail system. The bail system works just fine in this country, and that is you pay to get out. But they're releasing these guys on purpose, and the prosecutor, the DA on this uh, on this parade driver, the DA on this guy, this Brooks fella, even said over and over again, "Well, I know that people are going to die when I let these people go, but I would rather some folks die than us continue with the bail system the way it is." So, to me, the way I look at this. If they pin these deaths on this Daryl Brooks guy, that DA is every bit as responsible for, for, for these deaths as Daryl Brooks was. That's what I think. There's going to be a long, you know, there's going to be a lot of that going on. You know, when you've got a, a situation like this where there are so many, so many fingers in that pie resulting in him being released yeah. from, from previous crimes. Yes. It's all going to be traced back Absolutely. to whoever was responsible for letting him go. Whether or not they're going to be punished is a whole other whole other story for a whole other day i don't see that happening but you know it does raise a lot of questions as to who is ultimately well he's ultimately responsible he's ultimately responsible obviously and i hate to say this but obviously judging by what we've heard about him so far 
jail's not the place for this guy. No. You know? Oh, no. You know, he's, he needs more help than what he's going to find in jail. And when you, when you leave it to the legal system, the, you know, the jail systems, to treat these individuals, this is what you get. Well, because he, they can only do so much. Yeah. Well, I, and I, I look at it a little bit differently. I think if he's found guilty of, of this, execution is what the man needs. Uh, that's what we need as, as a society. That's what, that's, that would be justice. Uh, is the way I view this. But you've got uh, what I'm saying about this DA who said, I know that people are going to die when I go to zero bail. And he let this guy out, mm-hmm. apparently. Right. It's not that he got in the car and drove the car and ran the people over. I'm not saying that about the DA, but he aided and abetted this guy. He, basically he, him, he helped him, him do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly right. He, we need cruel and unusual punishment, and we can just say it's alleged. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you know, the, the people who were run over the parade, you know, and killed, that's somebody's mom, somebody's sister, somebody's daughter, somebody's son, somebody's daddy, and it didn't have to happen. This guy was behind bars, and he's a career, you talk about a career criminal, he's worse than a career criminal. Look at the rap sheet. I only read you a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. There's much more on his rap sheet. There is no way that guy should have been anywhere other than prison or executed at some point. That's that's it. Those are your two choices for this guy, as far as I'm concerned, in my opinion. Of course, it's all alleged. They you know they haven't proven this in court that he's the guy that actually did it, but you know they all know that he's the guy who did it in their own minds is what they're saying. The prosecution, and everybody. Well, saying. you know, it's the innocent until proven guilty. Well, that's right. You know, yeah, I, he's, no, I he, respect at this that. point he's he's just suspected of doing all of this. Right now they have to prove that he's. You know, we've all seen the video. Right. However, um, but you know there are people on the, who will be in the jury on the jury who sure. haven't. Sure. You know, you just have and to I respect them. the whole innocent till proven guilty yeah. aspect of, of that and everything. I yeah. believe it was connected to the Rittenhouse verdict. I firmly believe that. I know you guys talked about that last week. I firmly believe that in my own head. But uh, this guy should have never been on the streets and never had the opportunity to drive a car, uh, be anywhere other than behind bars. I'll I'll, I'll agree with you yeah. on that. Uh, most definitely, absolutely. But again, there's a lot more going on than just you know. He's a bad man. Oh, yeah. A lot more going yeah, on. Yeah, for sure. Well, justice needs to be blind, but punishment doesn't have that's to be. That's exactly right. Very, very, that's a great way of saying it, Chris. Justice needs to be blind, punishment, nope. Let's get on with it. All right, quick break. Uh, back in just a minute, 210-599-5555. We'll tell you about Quarter Moon. Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat and AC. Got a great deal for you right now. When you buy an air purifier from them, you get a free heat check. So these cool mornings are not so cool or cold inside your house. You can run your heater and know that it's going to perform well for you and that it's going to be safe. And that's what Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat and AC will do for you. When you buy an air purifier from them, it's a $99 value the heat check is. They're going to give you the heat check absolutely free and this air purifier kills about 99.8 percent of microbial growth there in the house and they have all their state plumbing licenses you know if you're worried about a plumbing problem you don't ever have to worry about being without your plumbing for long when you call a quarter moon the good guy is going to run over there they fix faucet leaks commode problems slab leaks they got all the heavy equipment to get the job done right they're green certified as well a plus ranking with a better business bureau and so much more it's the guys I choose over at Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC at 210-65. Announcing that the existing vaccines will be much less effective at tackling Omicron, saying all the scientists I've talked to say this is not going to be good. Uh, okay. While the doctors dealing with Omicron, Omicron, <laughs> Cuomocron, love that. Thank you, Chris, for that one. Well, while the doctors are actually dealing with it and working with it in Africa and wherever else it is, say, it's not a problem, man. It's like a cold. That what they're looking at, what they're seeing is totally different than what Obama, ah, O'Biden, and the crew from the media here is trying to tell us. Just like you heard in that report. Was that ABC? Who was that? ABC? Yeah. Gotta scare you. Gotta scare you, baby. You got to lock down, put a mask on. What did the president say yesterday? You got to wear a mask unless you're talking into a microphone or eating. Now, I would guess that a few of you are going to eat today, but I don't know how many of you is going to be talking into a microphone today. So, but the president said, unless you're going to eat or talk into a microphone, wear your mask. Yeah, that's what he said. Now, here's a guy who's been wrong on everything in 50 years. Look at our border. Look at Afghanistan. Look at our economy. 
Look at the price of the pump. Look at inflation. He's wrong on everything. 82% of the adult population in America has been fully vaccinated. 82%. Yet his death rate number is much higher than Donald Trump's. Now, I'm going to tell you something you're not going to hear in the mainstream media because Ron DeSantis is a real threat to the Democrats in 2024. So the mainstream media is not going to tell you the story of Florida. In fact, you're not hearing anything about what a terrible job Joe Biden has done in handling uh, the whole mess with COVID, everything about COVID. But Florida is continuing to report the lowest rate of daily coronavirus cases per capita in the nation, and it dropped even lower over the holiday weekend, according to the New York Times of all places. New York Times, their coronavirus tracker. Florida is reporting just three cases of the virus per 100,000. That's down from six per capita just a few days before that, a 53% drop over the past two weeks. And notably, their hospitalizations in Florida have also dropped by 11% the same time frame. Now, Florida has been under scrutiny by, remember uh, Joe Biden and, and Texas as well, when Joe Biden said we're going to be killing people in Texas and Florida because we were opening up. Blue states, blue states like Michigan leading the nation with daily rates. Governor uh, Hochul's New York, Tom Wolf's Pennsylvania, also the highest daily cases in the nation. Florida is seeing a downward trend in cases along with an economic boom. The governor there last week, Ron DeSantis, announced the Sunshine State has experienced 18, 18 consecutive months of private sector job growth and a higher labor force growth rate, the highest in the country. Bottom line is Florida's on fire. And cooped-up tourists from all over the world, not just domestic, but all over the world, are rushing to Florida right now to have vacations. In fact, Florida had 33 million travelers from July to September of this year that exceeded the number of visitors in pre-pandemic days. The pro-business, anti-lockdown, anti-mask restrictions all year long allowed Florida's main economic engines to flourish, even as tourism dipped in other parts of the country. And now that snowbirds have returned down to Florida, it's on fire. Their economy, they're opening up new businesses. They're bringing in new businesses from all over the country down in Florida. But you're not going to hear a report on this station or anywhere else from ABC or CNN or probably not even Fox telling you that story because DeSantis the governor of Florida, is a real threat to the Democrats. And why is he a threat? Because he kept Florida open. He kept the mask off of their faces in Florida. He allowed the economy to continue to flourish down in Florida. And the results are in the numbers. And here we go again. With this administration and blue states like New York, they canceled uh, elective surgeries in New York yesterday, and blue states like New York and Michigan and Pennsylvania and the others crashing and once again bringing in, bringing back all of their mandates and saying to their people, and it's no wonder that people are leaving everywhere. I, the, the one thing I heard the most of last week when I was in Florida was how free it is, and you, you can actually notice a difference. People are saying that over and over again. They notice the difference when they actually get there and how free they can feel to go somewhere without having to put a piece of cloth on their mask, that, uh, their face that does not work, without having to follow all these mandates and what rule am I breaking now and what is that law over there and what is this rule over there. People are just living their lives, and it's proving to be the right way to go. And we're looking at this Omicron, and that's all the media wants to do is hype this thing to try to scare you, and again... The people who are dealing with it saying it's like a cold. You get a cold for a couple of days, and you move on. Now, I don't know. We'll, we'll, you know. We will see if this thing turns into be worse than that. But right now, what we know about it is it's extremely mild. And yet, we've got countries that are closing their borders. This one, this country, the United States, has already banned travel from, uh, from Africa. Which, you know, it's amazing the media is not going back and digging up the quotes from Joe Biden from last year when Joe Biden was calling Donald Trump a racist for closing down travel from China. Donald Trump shut down travel from China, and Joe Biden immediately from the basement, oh, that's not who we are. That's such a racist move. He's xenophobic. He's afraid of the Chinese people.
Nobody's saying that about Joe Biden right now. And this thing apparently is not going to be that much to worry about. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. If it does turn out to be something that's worse than what it is. But right now, there is no reason to have all that alarm and to walk around with a mask on your face except for when you're eating or talking into a microphone. I don't tell you about Shirts Funeral Home. Your friends over at Shirts Funeral Home are always there for you, 24-7, 365, to answer the phone at 210-658-9224. At Shirts Funeral Home, does everything in funeral planning. At real time, like right now, if you need a funeral plan for somebody that you love, they are there right now to answer the phone and schedule those appointments with you. The, the wonderful thing about Church Funeral Home, and I have, have done business with them on several occasions, uh, the, the beautiful thing about them is they do everything. They explain everything to you, and then they do all the, the work. Um, you have other things, obviously, on your mind and your heart at that time, and Church Funeral Home knows that, so they work very hard to make sure that all the details are taken care of. So day of funeral, you have no worries and concerns. Did this get done? Did those flowers get ordered? Was this, uh, you know, was the minister hired? All those kind of things. They take care of everything for you, everything that needs to be done. And they got a gorgeous chapel there uh, at Church Funeral Home, or, you know, they're more than happy to, to take the funeral wherever you plan on having it. So they're just great people that way. Uh, remember them. They're always there, and they do pre-planning and pre-need, too, at Church Funeral Home at 210 six five. It would be of great concern to the United States as they would to Latvia. And any renewed aggression uh, would trigger serious consequences. All right, that's Anthony Blinken. 653 now, KTSA. Trey Ware here. It's Ware and Rima coming up at, uh, at 7 o'clock. So we've heard some about the metaverse. Facebook is going to dump $10 billion into the metaverse. Ah, you know, to me, it just seems like a little fantasy world that, you know, most people are not going to, you know, dive into. However, the more research I've done into it it looks like uh it's going to be a huge thing bigger than most people realize this metaverse is going to be where you put on the goggles and you live in an alternate reality of your creation i don't know where all that ends up i have no idea the ultimate end of living in a a world a different world than the reality that we're in right now but that's what they're saying is going to happen now I wouldn't give two minutes or two thoughts to this, but things are really starting to change where this is concerned, and you have major corporations who are now investing in the metaverse. They no longer see it as an abstract gimmick. They see it as a real thing that this is going to be the future. Chipotle has just built their own digital world in the metaverse. Vans, the shoes, they now have built a virtual skate park in Roblox which is part of the metaverse, and you can go in there and compete uh, to, to get specific shoes. I'm talking about virtual shoes, virtual vans. Uh, other big corporations have spent a ton of money now. Verizon Communications, Verizon. They have built their own metaverse now, or their own uh, digital world in the metaverse, where you can go into the Verizon world and live in the, in the metaverse. Look, I, I'm out of this. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't even own the virtual reality headset. Uh, not going to knock it if, if that's your deal, but it just seems a little strange to me that you're checking out of reality. I, to me, we need less checking out of reality and more dealing with the reality that we actually have and not checking out of the reality. But now big companies are, are jumping in, and they're becoming big players in this metaverse. And with Facebook putting 10 to 15 billion right away in this metaverse, it's growing like crazy. These NFTs are part of it too. These digital coins now that you can make that are one-offs that nobody else can copy these, non-fungible. They're, they're called non-fungible. That means nobody else, you can't change it. And they're selling for billions, literal billions of dollars. And it's all digital. You don't actually hold anything in your hands. You never actually get anything for the billions or the millions or hundreds of millions of dollars that these people are spending on these things. It's all in the digital world. I mean, it's real money you're spending on it. You just don't get anything real back. New York Magazine soon to be releasing a book of essays extolling the many virtues of AOC. Wonderful. I can hardly wait. Including her making of the Green New Deal and the role that her beauty plays 
in the public perception and her politics. She's so beautiful. She's so smart, according to New York Magazine, that in February of next year, they're coming out with what they are describing as an engaging, all-encompassing biography of the openly so socialist Congress uh, woman that will put her on par with the notorious RBG and Nancy Pelosi. This book will explore her explosive rise and her impact on the future of American culture and politics and will solidify her place in history, says the book. I can guarantee it. That's not one I'm going to be buying and not one I'm going to be reviewing. I will, however, review the Bo Snurdly book, brand new one about Rush Limbaugh that he just released. He's, he was with Rush the entire ride when Rush was nobody all the way up to the very top until his passing away last year. Bo Snurdly was there with uh, Rush Limbaugh through it all. He has just released a brand new book about Rush. And uh, I, I definitely will review that one for you and let you know what that's all about. Meanwhile, a quick break for the top of the hour news with the captain and uh, and Warren Rimas coming up next here, KTSA.